This is a GRDC podcast. There's some good news hopefully ahead for growers living with acidic soils when it comes to growing some pulses. New rhizobia inoculant strains that better tolerate acid soils are being developed and it's hoped will come to commercial fruition within a few years. Now in a moment I'll introduce Ross Ballard from Sardi to get an update on that work. So why is this important? Well in recent years the pulse industry has expanded on the back of buoyant prices and increasingly pulse crops are being sown in more challenging soils. So when I spoke to Ross after a GRDC research update, I wanted to know broadly at first what those growers bringing new country into pulses should be thinking about. Well, I guess one we're particularly interested about is soil pH because we understand that that is a constraint on the, the symbiosis and we know that reduces nodulation, end fixation and yield, so... Um, encourage growers to understand their pH before they sow their pulse crops. So acidic soils, are you talking about that? Yeah, acidic soils, and, and particularly a lot of our work is in the pea, bean, lentil, vetch inoculation group, and, and we know that symbiosis is moderately sensitive to soil acidity, and uh, when I say soil acidity, pH below 6, we know, affects the survival of the rhizobium. And I'm talking 6 in calcium chloride. I always refer to pH in calcium chloride. So it affects the survival of the rhizobium in the soil. And low pH also affects the nodulation processes, which is why nodulation is often poorer in crops that are sown on very acid soils. So what sort of pH levels are we talking about here where it may become unviable? Uh, In terms of unviable, when you get down to pH 4, it's really difficult to get reasonable nodulation and and that would be the case even with the new acid tolerant strains where we're developing. So we, we probably think that the opportunity for improvement is around or in the range of pH 4.5 to 5.5 with the new strains. And below that, when you go down below pH 4.5, heading down to 4, you really need to have a liming strategy to to bring your your soil pH up. And there's all sorts of additional benefits that you get from that. We'd probably advocate liming back up to around pH 5. Um, We think that's where, by the time you get there, you're probably taking toxic aluminium out of the equation so you're going to get good legume root growth and you're probably going to create an environment where you're going to get reasonably good nodulation especially with the new strains of rhizobium that we're we're developing. Okay now let's talk about them so this has been prompted by the push into more marginal acidic land is that right the work you've been doing on the new strains? Yeah, so initially, I guess it, it originated with the push of faba beans and broad beans into some very acidic soils in western Victoria and Kangaroo Island, where the, the broad beans are, are being grown. And it was associated with quite high prices for beans at the time, and that wheel has turned again, and, and this year we're also looking at high prices, so I imagine people will be pushing into those, those very acid soils. And beans are good in those environments because they're the legume of choice for waterlogged soils and waterlogged soils tend to be the more acidic. Now since then there's been also considerable interest in lentils on acid soils in in southern New South Wales 
and parts of the mid-north of South Australia. So there's a couple of good reasons to operate in this space. Mm. So you've got these new varieties coming through, Mm. these, these new types coming through. Tell me a little bit more about the work that's been happening there. Yeah, so this work actually started in 2013, so it's, it's been going for some time now, and we assemble a group of strains together, and initially we start in the, the greenhouse, and we do some quite controlled experiments where we can manipulate the pH very precisely, and so what we looked for were strains that were able to nodulate at pH 4.2 in solution culture experiments and we were successful in identifying a number of them. The other thing we looked at was the compatibility of those strains with the different plant cultivars. So that's another thing. It, it, it would be possible to select a strain that persisted better in soil and nodulated better in soil that wasn't effective as at nitrogen fixation. And so we're very careful to make sure we tick off on all the different aspects so that we've got a strain that fixes lots of nitrogen, um, survives well on seed, persists in soil, tick all those boxes off. And you've got that? Well, we believe we're progressing towards that. It's been a long process. And since the greenhouse work, these strains have been out in the field at some of them up to 19 field sites. So we've got a reasonable body of data around their performance and so far they look to improve nodulation and production significantly. So when are we looking at commercialisation? Well, I think if the data continues to support the commercialisation and and we have to develop a technical case in order to replace a major inoculant strain, which the Group F1 is, then it would be likely that the experimental work will finish at the end of 2019. We will develop the technical case in 2020 with a view to having the strain available to growers in 2021. And will that strain be relevant in soil pHs that are not acidic? Part of the program is that we're also testing it on some neutral and alkaline soils just to make sure that's the case. And so far, they seem to perform just fine. But at the end of the day, the the real opportunities for inoculation are on the acid soils because the alkaline soils tend to support quite large populations of of rhizobium already. So our focus is on the acid soils, but we are doing some testing on neutral and alkaline as well. Now, in your presentation today, you talked about doubling the inoculation rate. What's behind that? Tell me that story. Well, we think this is something that growers can do immediately before the new strains come out. So as part of the trials testing the new strains, we've often just doubled the inoculation rate of the existing commercial strain, both in acid soils and in in experiments where seed has been sown into dry soils, which is quite common, quite a common practice. And almost without exception, you get some benefit from increasing the rate of inoculation. So doubling the inoculation rate, what does that give you? You don't have to go crazy with the, with the rate of inoculation. Like even we've seen good responses to doubling the rate. And look, in, in some instances, it, it would double the rate of, of nodulation and you know, maybe increase production by 10 or 15%. So it's something you can do easily. The, the one thing that we would be cautious about is that growers should test a small batch of seed first to make sure that they don't have blockages in their seeders when they double up the rate. 
That's, uh, yes, otherwise there's too many phone calls, isn't yeah, there? That's right, that's right, yes. Yeah. Just to finish off here, as we started talking about, there might be some growers who are sort of going into this area for the first time. The traps for the unwary, for instance, you also warned about pesticides and contact with seeds, with inoculated seeds. Yeah. So, yeah, one important thing is to avoid mixing rhizobium with toxic pesticides and also, in general, fertilisers for two reasons. One, some of the active constituents of those products will kill the rhizobium. So, for example, things like zinc and copper, the metals are often not compatible with survival of the rhizobium. And the second thing, often those products, particularly fertilisers, are quite acidic. So for the same reason as rhizobia don't survive in acid soils, they won't survive being mixed and left with an acid fertiliser for the, for the most part. So it's best if you can avoid mixing the rhizobia with pesticides. Ross Ballard from Sardi with some short-term tips before hopefully we see new rhizobia inoculants available in two or three years.